I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. I am stressing to you. You take this outfit home, and you burn it. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. We couldn't do diddly, poo, offensively. One-on-one, -on -one, I'm undefeated, never lost. High fly ball in the right field. She is gone. That's over. It's reached. It's over. Way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry. I thought it was going to score. Oh, can you believe this? Go, go. USA is leading the Miracles. Yeah. All right. You really did you get me saying that yeah i did get you saying that welcome to the wide open sports cast i'm rick i'm feds and i don't believe in miracles yes uh normally we'd start off with some sort of banter but i think uh feds has a few things to say so i'm gonna let him have the hot mic feds take it away we don't need banter because this week has been fucking shit i'm sorry you know i don't curse a lot on this show but i have been waiting the last 24 hours for this Rick, what am I so angry about? Uh, I don't know. Maybe the, the glory that is USA Soccer. Glory? What the fuck do you mean glory? There is no glory here, Rick. There is no glory. I stayed up till 2 o'clock in the morning, practically throwing up sick to my stomach to the fact that I'm not going to get to watch the greatest freaking country in the world in the World Cup this year for multiple reasons. The gloves are off, my friend, and get ready for this. I'm coming for everybody. First off, Bruce Arena, who the fuck do you think you are? Does he look like a bitch? Who do you think you are? You aren't concerned about the game. You're saying, well, all the European giants should come qualify in CONCACAF. Why are you adding extra pressure on your players? I'm a high school coach, and I know the first thing you do is don't talk about those things and add extra pressure, and you're paid freaking millions of dollars to do it. What are you thinking, you bum? You stupid bum. You had Steven Gerrard. You had Nigel DeYoung. You had Robbie Keane. You had Ashley Cole. And you couldn't win the fucking MLS. <laughs> You're going to blow people's ears. How are you supposed to qualify for the World Cup when you have the greatest MLS team ever assembled and you don't win that? And the MLS is fucking shit too. And they're just as much as fault for this. You know the reason why they're fault for this? Is because you're pulling back America's best players. You're not giving them competition. Michael Bradley, who looked like a fucking dunce last night, trying to hit balls in from 25 yards out. Oh, let me try and hit the ball towards another Trinidad defender. Walks through our league because he's safe. There's no one to compete. Pulisic's 19 years old. But by the way, Pulisic, you're safe. I'm sorry. I love you to death, dude. You complete man. You, you were the hero that we, you are the hero we, we need, but we don't deserve. I feel like talking about Batman. You're the hero we don't deserve, but the hero we need. I'm Batman. Because when the bell rang, you came and stepped up. So forget about anyone who's going to criticize you, my friend. Christian Pulisic, you are Tenacious P. Your kick of destiny will come. See the word play on words there. Um, and there's one other person who's safe too, and that is Clint Dempsey. Because Dempsey comes out, and he, he gets it! He knows, guys, guys, we don't score in the next few minutes, we're not going to the World Cup, so let me shoot the ball. Oh, maybe I'm gonna pass another Trinidad defender. Oh, maybe, fucking Omar Gonzalez, I'm gonna clear the ball off of my shin guard into my own net! Unlucky! What are you doing?! <laughs> 
You learned that day one. I my my soccer team cleared the ball better than you, and you're getting paid fucking millions of dollars to do it. Okay. The neighbors called on me for, by the cop for the cops. I'm surprised they're not already knocking on the door. Oh my god, <laughs> Rick, I have been waiting. Josie, out the door. Who do you think you are, my friend? You think you were the promised one. Where were you last night? We needed a goal. Where were you? I didn't even know you were on the field. Have you seen this man? Same with you, Bobby Wood. Oh, maybe I shouldn't try and score a goal. I'm just going to foul the guy again. Where were you? Michael Bradley. My, don't even get me started on freaking Michael Bradley. Timmy. Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. I love the Secretary of Defense. Timmy! But, bro, you got beat from 30 yards out by a 19-year-old who's probably just seeing the field for the first time, and that kid's never going to hit a goddamn ball better in his life for the rest of all time. Like, he will, he could try that shot 100 times, and it will never go in again. And a Trinidad goalie, who the fuck do you think you are? You're eliminated from the World Cup and decide to put on a master class and keep us out. But now that I think uh, I've rested... I try not to curse on the show, but I'm just so fucking hyped up and just pissed off. Um, Rick, here's my thing. First off, you don't leave yourself in those situations. Right. You don't go into it and say, okay, we need to win this game in Trinidad. You take care of the job first. Where did we fuck that up? Losing to Mexico at home. Losing to Costa Rica at home catch my drift yes those are two home games you don't drop especially especially costa rica and that u.s soccer federation is on you because you decided to put the game in freaking red bull arena which not only a first off it's a fucking shithole secondly you put it in a hispanic populated area oh costa rican people aren't spanish they're costa rican dude come on didn't you once not think that through come on so that's the first thing. Secondly, dropping Honduras points. It's just, Rick, the U.S. doesn't deserve it. It's the truth. It's the hard truth. We don't deserve it. Yeah, they won the Gold Cup. You won the Gold Cup against everybody's fucking B team. Using our B team. Doesn't matter for anything. When the cards are down, Bruce Arena and his legacy were on the line, and they didn't even show up. Polisic and some people say DeAndre Yedlin showed up, but you know what? He sucks too. He's on Newcastle. And here's another one too for you, all right? Brad Guzan was fucking crying through all 90 minutes on the bench. He is a fucking omen. He was on Aston Villa in the Premier League, got relegated. Then he got signed by Middlesbrough, who went up to the Premier League, and guess what? He got relegated again then too. In the world's biggest competition, he got like club-wise, Premier League, got relegated twice, and then the World Cup. Now, it, it, it get, I don't want to see his bald head ever again. <laughs> I don't want to see it ever again. He's a bad omen. It's just something it's, it's bad. Um, And on that big and awful competition, again, I know I've preached it time and time again. I think that the MLS is awful as far as their ability, technical ability, and that's where this all comes from, is this is what I say to the people who say, oh yeah, we've had LeBron James and all these other guys, we had our best athletes playing soccer, we never lose a game. It's more than athletics. It's technical ability. You watch the way America plays the game, and the way we play the game is very, okay, take your guy on and beat him. Try, go run him on. Take him on, one-on-one. -on -one. 
you watch any other team in the world that plays, most of their goals are not scored by taking someone on one-on-one and beating them. It's by passing the ball. Which, as we learned last night, Michael Bradley doesn't know how to do. And I'm just, I, my, my mind is just everywhere right now as far as this. It's just, it goes to the problems with our development system. It goes with the developments of our coaching. I, I, I woke up. Bruce Arena is still our coach. I've, I made a promise that if he was still my coach by the time I woke up, he's not my manager, not my president, not my fucking manager. Um, I said that if he was still manager in 24 hours, I'm going to England. And Rick, uh, looks like this might be our last episode. <laughs> okay. Um, See you later. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's another thing, right? Here's my problem is we've known and we've said time and time again, these guys are getting too old. They've been around forever. Our goalie's 40 years old. Howard is 40 years old and bad omen, bald head Guzan. He's not that young either. So we have all these old guys who have been around for a while. Where's our youth? Oh, I don't know. We have some young players by, by the way, these are names you probably haven't heard of or haven't heard of in a long time. First off, the original Pulisic was a player by the name of Gideon Zelalem, who was with the Arsenal. And he was loaned out, but he was like, yeah, he's the next best thing. He's the next best thing. Then why have I never seen him play on our team? Never. Not once. Very true. All right, Rick, you watch the MLS a decent amount. Uh, does the name Matt Miazga ring a bell to you? Uh, I got to admit, no. He was a player for the Red Bulls. Did very, very well. Um, got signed over by Chelsea. Okay. Where is he? Not playing. He was hyped up like there was no tomorrow. It was like, this is the next, this is the future of the American defense. Nowhere to be found, but you know who was in? Omar fucking Gonzalez. Who owned goal off of his own shin. I like it. It was a pretty impressive own goal, I'm not going to lie. It was a pretty impressive own goal. Um, but where are the, all these young players... That we've been promised. And where is this change? A change has to happen. It's the first time since 1986 that we have missed the World Cup. But, like, I just, I, we need to do something. Bruce Arena's like, oh, we don't need to make change. It just stuff happens. We just messed up. Yeah, you know what? You mess up in any other job in the world and you get fucking fired. And that's what deserves to happen to you. Because this is on you, buddy. You don't pick those European promise players that are out there actually playing in a top competition in the world, not in a baseball stadium in the MLS. And you go and you've said, yeah, we're going to take MLS players in a league that is inferior to everywhere else in the world where soccer matters. <sighs> All right. So who are we going to root for in the World Cup now that America's not there? I know who I'm going with. I will be going with England. The King Harry will break my heart in the quarterfinals. And will not go far. How about you, Rick? What are you going to do? I don't know yet. I, I haven't really thought ahead. I mean, I may I may pick someone from the concave area. Uh, I don't know. I may also pick like uh, Spain or or uh, or the Netherlands. I always like Netherlands. Netherlands did not make it either. Really? Nope. Wow, that's... Netherlands did not make it. Wow. Those times are changing. Yeah, the same thing. They got old. They got old, and their generation that was coming up didn't work, much like the United States right now. 
is it just didn't work. And again, Rick, my biggest thing with this, and this is what I always say, it's been in my coaching philosophy forever, is you don't leave things to ifs. Yes, they had a 90, there was a 3% chance of them missing the World Cup. Well, guess what? It happened. That 3% chance happened. Never say never. And because what they did is basically the scenarios why they missed out is they could have lost. They were losing at halftime and we were still in because Honduras was losing to Mexico and Panama was losing to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. But if they both came back, Honduras took a 3-2 lead. And then as I'm watching, it's the 88th minute. And we're down one. We're still trying to get the goal. If America ties, we advance. If we at least tie. That's the other problem, too. Bruce, Bruce Arena's like, oh, we only need a point. You never say, go into a game saying, oh, we just not, we just have to not lose. You're always going for the kill. You're always going to win. I, I feel like Herm Edwards here. And we're, we're going to sh- shut up. You, you play to win the game. <laughs> you don't play to just play and be like, oh, yeah, we're not going to win. We're not playing to win. We're just playing to not lose. Then what are you playing for? Like, what are you playing for? And you're leaving the window open for these types of things where, A, first off, Panama's first goal wasn't even a goal. It never went over, and they counted it anyway because the ref couldn't see it because there's a pile around the ball. And then they score in the 91st minute, and here you are with four minutes to go needing a goal or else you, meet, or else you miss the World Cup, and you're like, well, shit. The perfect storm happened. I'm heartbroken. I didn't get any sleep over it last night, but I feel better. Letting that out? Yeah, thank you. That was our new segment called Don't Get Me Started, but guess what? I started with it anyway. <laughs> but uh, So, Rick, how was your... I, when, uh, when we edit this, yeah. I'd say the first five minutes, we need to like tone it, like make sure that the volume is down or put out a warning. No, no actually, no. Edit it so the volume is down. Because you were screaming, holy shit. Warning, had, explicit content. I had to take off my headphones because he was screaming so loud in my ears. And he also had to turn away from the microphone because he was laughing so hard. <laughs> that is very true. Very, very true. But. Rick, real quick, what are your thoughts on it? Oh, I I mean, this is the first time that we haven't been in the in the World Cup since Reagan was in office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, like that, something. Like that's that says something right there. I mean that's that's absolutely crazy. Like I can't believe that. I mean we're supposed to for years since I've been in high school I remember like oh we're going to be the next big powerhouse. We're we're building up and we were in a way building up. But then we just fell flat on our face. Yep. And now we're at we're at ground zero. We can't even beat Trinidad who has a million people in their country alone. We have 370 million and can't find a center back better than Omar Gonzalez. Yeah. Oh wait, his name is Jeff Cameron and he was on the freaking bench. All right. I, I think that's good for soccer. Uh, and unfortunately for you, I mean, we have to go into the next thing, which is postseason baseball. Oh, dude, this, this kill me now. So for, strike me down now. Let's let's start with the bad. The bad. And I'll I'll let you talk about this. Bad uh, Red Sox lost. Bad Red Sox lost. Uh, they had very tough competition though. They were up against Houston, which yeah, no, I honestly I know I've said this before, and fuck the Yankees are winning. Um, what do you call it? I had a feeling that they weren't gonna make it out of ALDS. It's, okay. The team was too inconsistent, and 
I know what we're going to be leading into, so let's break the news now. If you haven't heard, John Farrell has been fired. You're fired. Which is a you... lot of... I don't agree with that. With what? That he was fired? Yeah. I don't agree with it either. I mean, I mean, he, it wasn't... It wasn't the the storybook ending, but I mean, he got yeah. into the playoffs. I mean, not many. I don't... And it is the first time in Red Sox history we were back to back division champions. But I get where they are coming from with the inconsistency under him, from last to World Series champions to last to division champs getting swept by the Indians to division champs and losing in the first round. The Red Sox have gone from a team where they went 86 years without winning anything. To almost like a Real Madrid now, where if you don't win the entire thing, you're done. And you're under pressure. Mm -hmm. And also, too, a fact that I think goes unknown, especially for you and I in the New York sports market, is that the Boston media is ruthless. They are probably just as bad, if not even worse, than the New York media. Honestly, I, I, I see that with any big market. The media in the big markets are going to be ruthless. Yeah. No matter where it is. And they were tired of the inconsistency with Farrell. So I think the Red Sox just went with it and said, okay, you know, we're not here to win division championships. We're here to win World Series championships. We're not here just to take part. We're here to take over. So, yeah, again, I didn't see them making it through ALDS. Obviously, I would have loved it. They had yeah. a chance. They're in the eighth inning up 3-2 and let me tell you Chris Sale and Kimbrell picked a awful time to suck yes. but I kind of saw those signs coming again because Sale had a bad September and then Kimbrell he had a great year but a problem with Boston was none of them are proven postseason pitchers and they also very very deeply miss the pops they don't have that power hitter like, you can count on Ortiz coming to the plate, and you know he's going to get a big hit. We didn't have that anymore, you know? I mean, that's hard to find, though. It's some, so some, hard somewhere to, to find. The, to the fact of, like, Ortiz, that, that's that's going to be long and hard to find. So, like, to the point that it was the expectation that it's the postseason, bottom of the eighth, bottom of the ninth, and you need a home run. That Like, you're like, all right, I'm not even worried. I know he's going to hit it. Mm -hmm. it I, you'll never – I don't think – Name another time that like you could possibly find that again, where you can be like, okay, Ortiz is coming up. I don't have to worry. I know he's gonna hit it. Like that, I'm, that I'm, almost certainty that he's gonna make it happen. Almost certainty that's gonna make it happen. Uh, probably. Uh, let's see. One I could think of is like Mark McGuire. Yeah. Uh, especially when he was on the A's, but I mean that was also steroids age. Uh. I can't really think of anyone else. I mean, I'm yeah. sure I'm sure there's other people, and I'm just being stupid right now, but I can't really think of anyone else. Uh, so, going on, obviously, Farrell's out. I'm, I'm a mixed bag with it, honestly, still. On one minute, I agree with it. The next, I don't. So, you heard me say I don't agree with it, but at times, as I talk about it, I'm like, well, I get the inconsistency part, but um, let's talk about the actual postseason. Um... Let me start with my stunner. A pick I totally got wrong. Diamondbacks. Me too. What happened? I mean, I went off on the fact of, like, L.A. has, like, ended the season kind of poorly. Not kind of, very poorly. Very. And, and then, the Diamondbacks destroyed them uh, at, at the end, end of the season. And then, then the series came up, and the Dodgers just swept them. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, big thing like was... Like, convincingly. Yeah, Granky didn't show up, though, for uh, for the Arizona, which sucks for them. Uh, I thought that would have been a big, big, big factor. Uh, I thought he would have won that against Darvish. Um, Darvish is good, mm-hmm. but he's... De- but he's... I'm not going to say spent, but not as good as he used to be. No, and, yeah. I can, but I but at the that. same time, Granky's been very consistent as well. Uh, the the Dodgers, though, I mean, they they got their bats. Uh, Jansen got his saves. They just did everything perfectly. They, they did everything by the book. It wasn't like crazy wins. They just did everything by the book and got it done. Correct. So, so good on the Dodgers. Um Unfortunately, I did want Arizona to win that series and maybe, in fact, get to the World Series. But uh, that that's the way of life, I guess. And then uh, one that just happened, uh, Washington just beat Chicago, tying up the series. Uh, that's a bit entertaining. Oh, that, this has been the best series so far. Better better than the Yankees-Indians. Uh, uh this series has definitely been the best so far. Um, big swings both ways. I think this is the biggest point spread that they've had so far, the 5-0 victory. Right. But And it was also a, a blowout. Uh, just the Cubs didn't show up today to make it to – so the Nationals had an easy tie-up. There was also a grand slam in the uh, eighth inning for the Washington Nationals, which shut up Wrigley Field before we got over here, before we started uh, recording this. I watched the grand slam, and I was just like – well, this game's over. Time to put on hockey. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, New York and Cleveland. Great uh, series, that's too. That's I think about that. Great series, too. Um, I'm going to be real upset if Cleveland doesn't get out of this because I... You're going to be real upset? Well, because, I mean, I chose them to go to the World Series. Oh, would you look at that? Devils are winning 2-1. Sorry for the interruption. Uh, that's tied 2-2. Oh, shit. Yeah, I just saw that. Um... So, yeah, I mean, definitely, I want to see the Indians, too. Obviously, other than the fact of hating the Yankees, I I would like to see Cleveland pull it off. But, I mean, other than the Diamondbacks, the AL were looking good. Uh, you and I both wanted, you know, I don't know if you had wanted, but I was said if one team is going to win, it's not Boston, I want Houston. Yeah, uh, I'm, I Houston winning it would be perfectly fine. I think that would be a great story considering – uh, the hurricane that ju- that just went through there, you know, uh, if they were to come out and win this, it would be a great feel-good story and be- great, like, revival for that area, uh, especially since uh, other things that are happening in sports in that sports area specifically. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I right now it's until Cleveland loses, it's going to be Cleveland and Houston for me. But we'll see about that. I mean, Wash- the Nationals – Look good, and they're going home. Uh, where are they playing next? No, if the game was tonight, they're tomorrow or Friday. Because that's weird because they had that rain delay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it got, it got pushed back a day, right? Yeah. So they they would have been – they are probably playing tomorrow then. Uh, unless that got pushed back. And Let I didn't me back check that. you. Yeah, do that right now. But, uh, I mean, the Nationals also look good in the NL. So, I mean, if the Nationals get through – Washington versus L.A. is going to be a great series. I would love that. That would be a... They play tomorrow. They do play... Nationals and Cubs play tomorrow. 
and I, I'm hoping Houston will play Cleveland. But I, I, I still think it if I if Cleveland gets through, one of them is going to win the World Series. Yeah, I, I'm still picking. I'm going with Houston here. Oh my God, the, I'm, I'm just looking, I'm just looking at this right now. If if Cleveland gets through, the, both those both those like NL and the AL, the the, the series are going to be sick. Yeah, Cleveland Houston would be insane. Houston is the first team to make the AL and NLCS. Yeah. Wow, that is true. Yeah, because it is their first they, ALCS. They just got moved. What it was like? It felt like like five years ago when the Nationals got joined in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because the true. Nationals joined the NL like, East, huh? and, Astro, and the Astros moved over. Yes, yes, yes. Ah, okay, yeah. There's a fact fact of the day. Tip of the day. I felt like that was like five years ago. I don't know why it was like. I felt like it was that short ago. But, yeah, we're getting old quick. But uh. Yeah, do you have anything else to say about baseball right now? Fuck the Yankees. That's it. Ooh wee! All right, let's uh, let's move on to the next sport of ours. Let's talk about some hockey, man. And it's been exciting the start of the season. The season started October fourth. So many goals. Okay. Uh, the season started October fourth, and we'll we'll start about the beginning the beginning of the season in a little bit. But the one thing I want to talk about is uh, last night. Uh, by the way, we're we should say this. Recording this on uh, Thursday the 11th. Yeah, so I'll let you. I took the hot mic. So I'll let you take the hot mic on this one. So the hot mic I'm going to take on is the opening ceremony for the first ever home game for the Vegas Golden Knights. That, in my opinion, for 2017, maybe the best sports moment of this year, if not one of the best moments of the of the year. And for me, my vote would be the best sports moment. Uh, the reason why I say that is the opening ceremony was beautiful. Uh, it truly was. What they did was they introduced the Vegas Golden Knights like normally do, like opening night every hockey every hockey game. They'll they'll say the first opening night starting lineup and and the rest of the team. They'll bring them out on the ice. What they did for this one because it's so short after the tragedy that happened uh, earlier this October with the uh, shooting of the 58 people they brought out every single time they introduced a a uh, a player on the team before they introduced them they introduced a first responder and the first responder would, love that. would walk out on the ice they would shake the per- the hockey player's hand and then they would have the the hockey player stand behind that first responder on the ice so they did that with like well, how many people are on team like 21 like 21 21 something like that yeah 20, 20 somewhere in that ballpark yeah, yeah, yeah so with the first responders there's there's 20 plus then the 20 plus players and then the the visiting team actually stood behind the vegas golden knights as kind of like we're a bonding together type thing which is really nice and then uh one of the moving moments after that was they did a silence of 58 minutes. Or, no, wow, 58 seconds. Yeah. 58 seconds. They did a 58 seconds moment of silence. And during that time, they had every person that was unfortunately lost on that day on the ice. Like the uh, the name of the person on the ice. So it was that. And then the Vegas Golden Knights just absolutely uh, destroyed. Yeah, and that was great, They honestly. They won 5-2. They scored four goals in like the first eleven minutes. It it was great. It was 
the best opening night ceremony for a team. Uh, best playing of an opening night. It was just the best. One, like, the best moment of 2017 sports-wise for me. But going off that, like Feds was saying, these have been high-scoring games. <laughs> for real. I mean, there, there, there is the occasional few. I love few. every second of it. Yeah, there is the occasional two or one or two where it's like two zero two one type thing, but I mean the first game of the year it was the Maple Leafs versus the Jets seven two, Blues Penguins five four, uh, Flyers Sharks five three. Uh, the only low scoring game was Oilers shut out the Flames three zero. That was just opening night. And that's for saying a low-scoring game at 3 nothing. You go back to hockey when you and I were growing up, Rick. Yes. That is a very high-scoring game. We're used to watching the Devils win one nothing, 2-1. Well, we grew up watching The Trap. Yeah. Which was made famous by the Devils, and which many people say almost ruined hockey was the Devil's Trap. Uh, that's very debatable. But now the NHL has been pushing all these rules and all to make the game faster and more high-scoring. They're getting that. They are totally getting that right now. Like these, these scores. I mean, the second night the Blackhawks beat the Penguins ten to one. I can't tell you the last time I saw double digits in a hockey game, if ever, in a professional NHL hockey game. I don't think I've ever seen double digit goals scored. I've seen it before, but obviously it's so so rare. But I mean, I don't know what the average score of a game is, but it has to be like at least seven points. Yeah, which is high. That is a very high over under, but like. Rick, you said before we even started recording is like that's what the NHL wants. Is they want high scoring games. Well, yes, and it, br- it brings in new, new, new customers, new fans. Uh, the average fan starts watching again because it's like, oh wow, this is this is different than what I'm used to. Yeah, it's not. Oh, it's two nothing. Yeah, I mean they're still gonna get that some nights, but I mean, like right now for the Devils game, we're wa- we're watching it's two two. Uh, this is great. This is fun hockey, and that's that's what we need is fun, fun hockey. And, I mean, the, obviously it's just the beginning of the season, but the, and the division's off, obviously wide open. Uh, but some surprises to me would be uh, Montreal. I thought they would be better than what they're playing right now. Trash. They are 1-3. I think they're averaging, like, one one goal a game, which is awful. They may have scored more last night. But especially in this new NHL where now everyone is scoring left and right. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel bad for Carey uh, Price. But that's always been his case. Is I feel like if he's in goal, that team is great. If he's not, that team is abysmal. I think abysmal's taking it too far. But that's what it literally seems like. It's like they, they don't have a shot when yeah. Carey Price is, isn't in goal when he is. It's like, all right, we got a chance. It's Carey Price. And I, I still believe that, like, if if they didn't trade away P.K. Subban, I think the one piece they should have traded away was Carey Price because they would have gotten so much value out of it. Yeah, definitely. But they, I think they'd lost value by trading away and P.K. Subban. And man, oh man, was Montreal's loss Nashville's gain, uh, gain, right? Yes, it was. I mean, I mean Shea Weber is a good captain, a good player, but I just P.K. Subban bring, somehow brings like electric to the offense as a defenseman and goals. So, Rick, oh. Uh, Real quick, what are some stories you're watching in NHL this year? Like, what are you really looking at across uh, the league this year? Well, for me, just because uh, I am a I'm a Devils fan, I'm looking at the the first draft pick overall this year and the second draft pick. Nico DeRico. So yeah, Nico Heischer and Nolan Patrick. Uh, Nico Heischer is on the Devils. 
Nolan Patrick is on the Flyers. Those are the Ooh. first two draft picks of the year. Uh, and both have been performing for both teams. Uh, I'm curious which one is going to be better, and I'm also curious to see if the rookie race may be between two of them. But that may not be even true for the Devils because they because of uh, Brat. Brat's been he's like he's lighting it up. He he in the first two games he's had five points per game, and he's only allowed what was it? His his contract's nine games, right? Yeah. So I mean, he he's definitely earning an ex- expansion to that contract. So he may be staying with the Devils for a longer period of time, which if he keeps playing like that, I I hope he does. Uh, my next big thing would be Toronto. Uh, Toronto is very good. Um, they're they may be the most complete team in the league. Yeah, this is that's why I'm like the Devils are in a two-two game with them right now. That's what's great is that is a test for the boys. Yes, uh, that is a real test. My next big thing is obviously Vegas. First year, how are they going to do? I mean, right now they're 3-0 and uh, for the season. Um, obviously, they're going to lose a few games there. It's just impossible to win 82 games. Yeah. I, I would uh, say impossible. After Twitter feed, Yeah, which is still spot on. If you haven't followed the Las Vegas Golden Knights on Twitter yet, please do it. Yeah. Like, you're doing yourself a favor here, folks. And uh, I, I just – because I don't ex- – I didn't actually expect them to be playing this well. Because the way I, I expect the expansion draft to be is, like, people... I mean, it's good that, like, teams are able to keep players. But I didn't think the players that they got... I mean, they got some good players. Like, Neil has been on fire for them. Neil uh-huh. has... is I think he has the first ever goal for them. Uh, the first ever power play goal for them. And the first game-winning goal for them. So, he has a lot of firsts already. Just James Neal. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to be watching. That's great. Good good for them, though. That Those are pretty much my big three. I'm also curious to see if Nashville will be able to bounce back um, and maybe get back to the playoffs. They're not doing that great, but, I mean, they're only, what, like three games in? So I'm not I'm not, yeah. I'm not too worried about remember, that. Yeah. Remember last year with the Devils? Yeah. Yeah. They started off so hot, and home was a fortress, and then all of a sudden they went back to losing, and it's like, what? Yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping that doesn't happen again because we, we're starting out hot again. So that would suck if that actually happens. But, well, time will tell. How about you? Any any big uh, – nice, dude. Any big uh, storylines you're looking for this year? I'm looking in Edmonton. Really? I think that that's, you know, that was a team that came alive last year. I think the glory old look. Gretzky glory days might be returning to Edmonton soon. Obviously, got to watch the boys, the Devils. Uh, I think that – I still think they're a year or two away. But the pieces are there. And they're doing it with a very young core too. Yes. So, trust Ray Shiro. I think that's going great. Um, keep up the great job there. So, definitely watching that. And I'm watching, again, my West team. Obviously, Devils are by far my favorite. But my West team – can the Predators do it again? Because I do believe they have something special going down there. And that's a team I would love to see continue to do well. Another story, I'm kind of, I just thought of one, would be Washington, if they can actually get past the second round of the playoffs. Nope. Uh, I mean, they're, hopefully they're, their only thing would be that they won't face the Penguins, but I feel like that's always very unlikely because they're 0-3 against the Penguins in the playoffs. 
Yeah, and with, that's during just, during the uh, during the Sidney Crosby Ovechkin era. And that's just become such a mental block. It's like, oh god, these guys again. Yeah, I was I was listening to an interview earlier uh, with uh, Nicholas Backstrom. He was talking about when they went to Game Seven of last year against the Penguins. They went in scared, and that's something you can't do. You you gotta go in confident. You can't go in scared that you're gonna lose, uh, or you gotta let in goals. You gotta go in confident that you're gonna score goals. So hopefully that their confidence comes around, uh, and maybe they'll get past them this year. Who are well, your favorites? Who are my favorites? I mean, I I I'd, I'd say the Washington Capitals are my favorites. Uh, well, one of my favorites, uh, but I don't think they're gonna be as good as Toronto uh, for the East. For the West, um, I'm expecting good things out of Nashville and out of uh, Chicago. And then, I mean, I just, if Vegas were to get deep into the playoffs, I think that would just be a win for them. Just I think even first... just making the playoffs, especially for an yes. expansion team. Yes, exactly. I think that would be huge for them. Uh, I'm actually curious how Yager is now on his first Canadian team, the Calgary Flames. I wonder how good he's going to be doing there. I mean, he this could also be his final season. He is the last person left from the 1990 draft, which was also the draft where who was from? Yes, he knew. Uh, I forget. Martin Brodeur. Oh, yeah, that's right. The GOAT. The GOAT. So... I hope you all wished him a happy World Animals Day because he is the goat. <laughs> that was um, there was a, it was a soccer thing. Uh, Tottenham's Moussa Dembele was wished a happy World Animals Day by Belgium and Tottenham's very own Yen for Tongan because he is the the goat. Huh. I never. So that's where that. I got that joke from. It was not original. That went way over my head. Way, Speaking of which, NHL high, uh, story for you real quick, I just pulled up. What's up? JT Brown, kind of leading in what to what we're about to jump into now. Um, real, Actually, before I get into that, um, definitely my favorites. I like, unfortunately, even though I hate Canada, I think the Oilers are looking good. I think the Maple Leafs are looking good. You always can't count out those teams like the Blackhawks, the Penguins, the Capitals. I would like to see someone new, though. Anyone but freaking Pittsburgh, man. Anyone but them. That's the point I'm at right now. Um, obviously, if the Devils make the playoffs, I think it's a success. Don't think they will. I think they still have a little bit more growing to do. But if they great, hey, better on to us, you know? Yes. Um, but here's a quick story for you leading into what we're going to go into next. JT Brown is the first NHL player to do some type of gesture during the National Anthem. He raised the black power fist during the Star Spangled Banner for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Really? And was the first NHL player to do so. Have any type of demonstration during the National Anthem. So. I feel like, I mean, he's probably all by himself there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So, is it fair to say let's talk about football? Yeah, let's talk about football, and speaking of that, let's talk about National Anthem stuff, because the big thing, this story uh, comes out from Roger Goodell and and the owners. Uh, and let's just, yeah, that's, that's going to get interesting, so let's see what they say there. What they have to say, right? Basically, Roger Goodell says that everyone should stand for the anthem. Uh, so, and I'm going to 
kind of like get like my my own take on this. Basically, uh, Roger Goodell and the owners want the players to stand for the national anthem. The reason why they want them to stand for the national anthem is they are losing so much money. The NH- NFL, I'm gonna I'm gonna screw that up a lot. The NFL uh, is now probably in the top in the four sports. Has, is becoming the least liked of the top four. Yeah, I saw a stat about that, about how much their popularity has dropped. Yes, and uh, for better or for worse, um, in, a, in my opinion, I think this whole kneeling and sitting and doing this all these different demonstrations before or during the national anthem is getting a little out of hand. Yeah, and you and I have talked about this. We talked about this on our last episode. Was Is the NFL becoming the distraction now it used to be a way to get used to be a way to get away from the distraction now is it the distraction which by the way let me put this out there there was one sport where we'd all put our differences aside to root for one team in one competition the thing this country probably needed the most and bruce arena you ruined it you son of a bitch <laughs> it's not just your fault too. There's a lot of people to blame there, but I just <laughs> fuck you. Uh, but continue. Uh, it's it's just it's they're they're losing their way, and multiple reasons why they're losing their way. I mean, it could be that some of their top people are causing trouble. Where it's Bennett got arrested during the uh, during the. I was gonna say Pacquiao, the Mayweather McGregor fight, and it turned out that nothing really came out. Yeah, of he, that, he he said that like he was wrongfully arrested when the video came out. It was seemed like it was perfectly fine that he was arrested, or like he was put in cuffs for a good reason. Right. Uh, and then also uh, this past, I guess it was a week ago at this point. I'm not even sure the Cam Newton thing, where Cam Newton they wanted him to step up and be kind of like this activist for this cause. But then he goes out in a press conference and says pretty much that women aren't as smart football-wise as men are. Because he said it was funny to hear a woman talk about running routes. Yes. Uh, which I mean, I, I honestly, I, I've never been a Cam fan. I haven't. I, and but also, I think I, I, I think I feel like people overreacted to that 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 statement. Wait, it's year 2017. You're telling me people overreacted to something? Yes. Uh, I mean, it was just like it almost seemed like it was an innocent comment, and honestly, five years ago that would have that probably wouldn't have mattered an eye. But it was just a stupid comment that he made, and he had to apologize. And then he lost his sponsorship through Dannon because Dannon, one of their target markets, is women. And that that guy, yeah, get, definitely not winning anything there anymore. And that guy, and uh, Dak Prescott, after uh, Cam Newton lost it, they signed Dak Prescott. Dannon did so. That he uh, that's a little rough spot. I don't think he's losing any other other uh, sponsorships there, but I also think it was kind of an overreaction. But I mean, you gotta look at if you're if you're gonna be fighting for a cause for equality. Uh, I mean, for you gotta you gotta fight for all causes almost. Not yeah, not all causes, definitely. but like you, you don't want to like start singling people out type things. Yeah, no, hundred percent in the wrong way. Uh, so Rick, before we get into looking at the actual scores, I know that I didn't have a questionable call of the week generated for you, but yeah, I this, got this, one for you. This whole week, uh, this whole week is kind of different, different monsters. So yeah, but. we're actually, we're, we're running basically off the top of our head. We just gave ourselves topics. All right, let's go. What, uh, what do you got? 
what do you think is going to be the outcome of the owners in the discussion on kneeling for the national anthem? What do you think is going to come out of it? And what do you think the greater effect of it is going to be on the NFL as a whole, not just the fans? Because I think I know where, what you think, I know how you feel about the topic. You're, yeah, so for the, I, for the kneeling and all? But what are they going to say? And what is that decision going to have an effect as the NFL as a whole? Not just the players, the fans, every single aspect of the NFL. So, I mean, I think the NFL is going to have to take a loss this, this whole season. Uh, it's already pissed off enough fans where it's not going to gain the casual fans back. Uh, I think with this meeting, they're going to put in a rule like the NBA has where you're required to stand for the national anthem. Uh, I I don't I don't see why they wouldn't put it in this rule, but at the same time the the NFLPA is definitely going to fight that and hundred percent and so when they put in this rule the NFLPA is going to fight it and possibly take it to court wherever it's going to end up or something hat will be put in where these players must be required to stand or not not sit at least um, I think that's a big thing. For the relationship between the owners and the players, um, there's going to be some tension. I think the players that want to demonstrate sitting or kneeling or doing whatever they want to do to demonstrate, they're going to pay for it. Whether it be that they suspend them from team activities or that they fine them. Because I believe that these team these team owners have a right to do that because if they're losing a lot of money i mean it's their this is their livelihood it's their job now they're making a ton of money and they're not going to make as much money this year but they're making a ton of money and they're still going to make a ton of money for years but they're not going to make as much and they're not building revenue so it's gonna that's gonna affect their livelihoods and they're gonna want to fix that so it's gonna be a lot of tension there do you think that's going to contribute to another lockout? Because the bargaining agreement is up in the near future. Yeah, I think like uh, a few years now from us. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think it this this could be this could end in a lockout, and it could be another year of the scab type thing where it was in '86. Yeah, uh, I think that's definitely possible. Um, and I mean, the way it's going right now, it could be worse than ever. Yeah, and it, it could be a longer lockout. It's and... definitely not pretty at the moment, and this could have a lot to do about it. Because I honestly too think that I think they're going to go in the move that they're going to make them stand, and you know, there's no way the players are going down for that without a fight. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's players that don't give a crap. Because originally, now you're just talking about like the bargaining agreements and the money and everything. Now you're getting into actual social issues and your First Amendment right. Yes. And that's going to add a, I think, a lethal toxin um, toxin to the chemical mixture that is the relationship between the players. There and is the that, but then uh, every, every business has the right to put in their own rules to say whether you can or cannot do things. So it's not a, so there's first amendment rights, but they do have the right to say, like, no, you must do this. Yeah, no, 100%. Kind of totally like, how, kinda like how you must wear the uniform. And you must wear the right uniform, like whether it's their home or away uniform. It's it's the same thing. 
Yeah. So, I mean, and they, they loosened up on the cleats, but I, they can't loosen up on this anymore because every week they're losing money. Um, and ev- every week fans are getting pissed off. Every week fans after the anthem are booing at the players that are kneeling in, in certain states and certain stadiums. So it's not good relationship-wise for almost everyone overall because the whole meeting is being swayed and lost and no one people are listening but then people aren't listening like the fight that they're fighting for makes sense but a lot of people don't think they should be fighting about that with the flag yeah um so yeah i i agree it's there's gonna be a lot of negativity that comes out of this but so let's only get, time will tell. Yeah. So let's get away from the distraction uh, before we go in and wrap things up for the week. Let's look at some week five scores and let's make some predictions for week six. Talk about some headlines. Um, first thing, how about the freaking four and one Philadelphia Eagles? How about them? 34 seven put on a clinic against the Cardinals. Carson Wentz goes for a career high four touchdowns, 304 yards and one pick. Eagles have a running game. Nelson Aguilar, who, what, who are you, and what have you done with the real Nelson Aguilar? The guy can catch the ball. He can make big plays now. But this is the Nelson Aguilar that we were promised. And honestly, right now that trade off, that trade is working for the Eagles, even though Darby is hurt. Mm-hmm. I have Jordan Matthews on fantasy. He has done a whole lot of nothing in Buffalo. So that's interesting. Um, I, I actually just dropped Zay Jones. Yeah. On my one, but he was sitting on my bench the whole whole time. And I, who did I pick up? I don't know who I picked. I think I picked up like a random Giants receiver because all the all the Giants receivers went down this week, uh-huh. and that's a huge storyline of this week. All the ha! big big no 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 no. I wouldn't laugh at that. All the big injuries. I, I mean, first off, the Giants. They, I think they have three season-ending injuries for wide receivers, or it's two. I know Brandon Marshall, OBJ. Did anyone else get season-ending injuries? So, so I don't know if Sterling Shepard is. But, me, I mean, let me say. they're out. I mean, he's out for this week. So, they, they have a ragtag team. They of, are down to one wide receiver. Literally, at the end of the game, they had one wide receiver on their active roster. Which is crazy. I mean, and... Sterling it's, Shepard, according to NJ.com, 13 hours ago, says that he's avoiding surgery, but he has no idea when he's coming back. Like, their top three receivers are just down. Uh, I, I, I'm i pretty sure I picked up just a random receiver that the Giants are going to put in. Hopefully, he'll like actually catch some things. But then also, other big injuries this week. J.J. Watt is yeah, done dude, that, for That's season. so unfortunate, man. Like, Like, come on. Karma, where are you? Look at all that that man has done for his charity work for the city. And that happens to him. Like, come on, Karma. Where are you at? Where's the good Karma? Like, come on. But uh, I'm, I'm so upset for J.J. Watt. I mean, J.J. Watt, I mean, he's probably the last person that would deserve this. But, uh, I mean, the big, the big, big, big loss there. Uh, he, yeah, I mean, he's the backbone of the team and the backbone of the defense. Uh, I mean, they've already lost him. They lost Cushing this year because of the steroids. So where, where is that defense going to end up? I think it's still going to be a good defense, but it's definitely missing a piece now. And then with like other injuries, like Dalvin Cook is down. Yeah, uh, David Carr 
um, Mariota. So here's another question I'll throw at you real quick. Is this happening because of the restricted contact rules in practice? No. I mean, these... Well, well, why do you think it's happening? Uh, the, the game is played so intense and so fast these days that just sometimes just the body gives up gives out yeah i i think i don't i don't think i don't think players need more contact to survive this because i mean injuries certain years big injuries happen and i mean this week it was just chock full of injuries yeah but i don't think that is the thing i don't i and i really don't know what what would should be done to prevent this um I don't really have definitely an and definitely another discussion point for when the players and owners meet again for that deal. Um, Rick, I know it's a topic you want to avoid, but how about Ben Roethlisberger putting up 27 points? That is fantasy points for the Jaguars' defense. Yes, uh, that that sucks. Um, and like like I said a few weeks ago when when we did like our our week two power rankings or whatever it was, yeah, I put the Steelers, Steelers at fi- I put the Steelers at five. And I was like, I don't even like putting the Steelers at five, but I don't know who else I would put there. I don't like putting the Steelers in the top ten at this point. They don't look good. Can I hit uh, you with the statistic? What's that? Blake Bortles has never thrown five interceptions in a game before. That I mean, that's I mean, good for him. I mean, I hope no quarterback <laughs> ever does that unless you're playing against the Steelers, but that was the opposite of what happened this week. Uh, Mitch Trubinsky had a he had a decent decent opening game it was a fun game it was a fun game to watch he threw an interception in mm-hmm. deep in bears territory with little time to go which let the vikings kick the game winning field goal yes uh i mean i think you need to be slow with the process with him uh he's he was definitely a quarterback that was picked early but he did, he did look good at points in that game and uh, like like a lot of rookie quarterbacks they, they look good at points in a game they don't always look great i mean but then, like, you look at Watson, who just... Oh, God bless, man. Deshaun I mean, Watson is great. The The score of, the, of the, the Chiefs-Texans game was 42-34. Correct. The game was way... Like, that score looks makes it look so close. It was not close at all. But then, fourth quarter, Deshaun Watson, I mean, I don't know if it's, like, Tim Tebow's, like status where he only shows up in the fourth quarter Tebow time but he he threw some bombs for some touchdowns and he put up fancy points for a lot of good for a lot of teams thankfully i wasn't playing a team that had deshaun watson this week but uh yeah i mean texans are going to be good in a few years and two two other things before we make some picks for week six rick the jets are over 500 earner or in a three-way tie for first place uh, that's one that's not going to last. Nope. But, I mean, who they play? This, I mean, they played the Browns. Yeah, and let me tell you, it was, it, again, like how the Jets-Jags game played out last week. That's another thing. The Jags one week look unbeatable, and then the next look more beatable than ever before. And you're going up there is the Bagwars. Yeah, they're they're very up and down. They're very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I can't think of it. But they, but, but the, yes, the Browns are as Brownsy as ever. Deshaun Kaiser is already out as the starter. Hogan's been named the starter again for this week. As the for, Browns for, and the Chargers are both still looking for wins. I mean, not the Chargers, the Giants. I'm sorry, it just, it's just. So I mean, funny. the Giant, the Giants should have won that game. Uh, yeah, that's another one they should have won. But I mean, just the injuries just caught up to him. It just, it sucks when 
the their offense is based around wide receivers, and in one game they lost their top three receivers. That's crazy. Uh, and I have another one to add in too. Um, we got two more. I want to take a look at Patriots Bucks. Nick Folk is finally out as the Bucks kicker. Oh my god, that was so bad. I was texting my friend on Friday. I was telling her you are so lucky that they have Nick Folk because yep. they would the Patriots would lost that game. Yeah, because he had. What like three, three misses, three misses, some yeah, from point blank range again. The Giants got the Giants got the crap out of that deal because he missed three against the Giants too. And then he's like, okay, guys, fourth fourth time's a charm. I got this one. Yeah, it's crazy. But uh, let's uh, let's move into uh, week six predictions. Wait, I got one more for oh, you. Oh, okay. One big one we missed. What's that? Packers Cowboys. I mean that's that's just that's just a a Ron that's just Aaron Rodgers there like a a Ron like <laughs> I saw a uh, a post on Reddit this week it was a Snapchat it was a Green Bay Packers fan surrounded by a Cowboys fan at AT and T Stadium and it was like something to the effect of like <laughs> it was like Cowboys fans not realizing there's a minute and a half left and he's like <laughs> laughing while they're cheering. That's Be- hysterical. Because you know, like you just know, like Aaron Rodgers gonna show up. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Let's uh now let's move into uh, some week six. All uh, right, I mean, first one, Bird three... Gang, Carolina tomorrow, in Carolina. Who are you well, taking? Uh, I think I'm gonna take Birds. Um, but this is gonna be a very close game. I yeah. like. I I wouldn't be. Su- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wouldn't be surprised if the Panthers win this Honestly, one. Honestly, neither would I. The Eagles have been riding high, but that team is still, you know. I think that that is a huge turning point for whoever comes out the winner. Uh, it's too close to call for me. All, um, right. All right. Then we got the Bears and the Ravens. I will go with Baltimore there. They'll go off the win against the Raiders, I think. They'll continue to build up from there. Yeah, they're just off that win. Uh, I, I would have to take the Ravens as well. Uh, I want the Bears to win because I Duh, am, Bears. I am very very anti the Ravens, but let's say that. Uh, Browns at Texans. Texans, come on, man. Yeah, Texans. I mean, Brownsy. Like Deshaun is showing some good good stuff. I like. I'm excited for the Texans in a couple years. They're gonna be a competitive team. Uh, this is probably gonna be like the game of the week for Fox, but it probably isn't even worth it. Uh, Packers versus Vikings. Yeah, that'll be a game in a week, but pack. Yeah, pack. That'll I mean, be a pack. Vikings. I mean, their defense is good, but not not as good as Aaron Rodgers, and they don't have a quarterback right at the moment. Yeah, and here's another one. This will probably be for CBS and Rick. We talk about that this game, no matter what the records are, is always somewhat close. New England visits MetLife for the Jets. Dude, I'm, I don't like. <laughs> This, Imagine the Jets pull this one out. That would be awesome. I mean, I mean, n- not as not trying to pull for the Jets, but I mean to beat the Patriots, that'd be awesome. But I, I don't see it. I see the Patriots winning. I mean, I'm so happy that I, on one of my fantasy teams, I have Chris Hogan. Yeah, he is kicking ass for me right now, and I love it. Danny so, um, and Danny Amendola has been a good surprise for me, but I'll go New England there as well. Let's uh, let's move to Lions Saints. Oh, I'll take the Lions. Agreed. Uh, I don't really have Speaking much. of which, that's a highlight we missed. Adrian Peterson traded from the Saints to the Cardinals. That is true. Um, but did, did you see that 
Chris Johnson tweeted. Uh, sorry, I just need to stand real quick. I've been yeah, to apologize to um, me. The Chris Johnson tweeted, "Yo, we need to get AP more touches." And then they signed him and cut Chris Johnson. <laughs> so he's like, "Yo, I, get Adrian Peterson the ball more." And then the uh, next picture. All was, right, you got it. You're out. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you got it. Cardinals trade for Adrian Peterson and then cut Chris Johnson. <laughs> all right, Dolphins Falcons. I'll take the Falcons. I'll take the Falcons as well. Definitely take them there. Uh, I don't think we have to talk about that one that much. Uh, nah. Another one that we probably don't have to talk about that much. 49ers Redskins. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Redskins, because I want the distance to keep happening for the Eagles in that division. Fortunately, the Redskins go Kirk Cousins. Uh, this what? Go- this is going to be a, a good game. The Bucks and the Cardinals. That, that will be entertaining, but... Man, did the Cardinals look bad or what? And they they look Philly. They look bad against Philly, but they look good in other other aspects uh, or in different games. Uh, I'm gonna pick the Bucks though. Yeah, I'll go with the Bucks there too. Uh, this is also gonna be a really good game, defensive game here. Rams versus the Jags. I'm gonna go Jags here. I am gonna go the Rams here. All right. I think their offense is better than the Jaguars' offense. I think they'll be able to push down the field a little bit. Um, Steelers Chiefs. I don't want to pick this one. Yeah, I gotta go KC here, bud. Uh, pass. Uh, Chargers Raiders. I think the Raiders have to get back on track here, even with EJ Manuel. They have to get back on track. Well, here. I, I believe I believe uh, the big story this week is that Carr is going to be playing in this game. Yeah, dude, I I just don't want the Raiders to do well. So, you don't? I do. Oh, okay. I do. I do want the Raiders to do well. All right, and uh, Sunday night we got the Giants at Broncos. Oh, and six. I agree. And then finally, oh, and six, especially with not only all the injuries they have, but like, dude, come on, you're not gonna that going a mile high with how depleted that Giants team is. Mm-hmm. Come on. And then finally, Colts at Titans. Yeah, yeah, that's our Monday night game. That's gonna be a good game, though. I mean, it's it, it's two teams that are definitely desperate. They're desperate. Um, and I think the Titans are going to take that just because I feel like they're more sound at the moment. Uh-huh. Um, and I believe Mariota is going to be back during this game. Okay. So I'm going to take the Texans. All right. So you heard it here first. Yeah. Did Agree with us, disagree with us at Wide Open Sports, uh, our Twitter. That is at Wide Open underscore sports for the Wide Open Sportscast. Agree with us, disagree with us, whatever you feel like. I know we got a couple interesting calls wrong last week, but what else is new? Yeah, what else is new? And uh, with that, what do you have for the uh, final drive? All right, Rick, so we're going to do this week for the final drives. I got it up on my laptop, so I'm going to read you the information I have, and I just want you to react to it. Okay. Um, First thing, actually very interesting current event that was going on over in Spain was FC Barcelona had to play La Palmas in a La Liga match last weekend behind closed doors because of the unrest and violence in Catalonia over the Spanish independence vote, where Catalonia, a section of Spain, is trying to go independent. The government said it's illegal and sent the military in to break up the vote. Um, so they had to play the game behind closed doors. Barcelona won easily. I mean, that was, that was similar to uh, when... Uh, Camden Yards was close. Everyone went. Like, the Oilers had to play. 
Orioles, formerly the Orioles, had to play, I believe, the White Sox a couple years back during, uh-huh. after, during the riots in uh, Baltimore. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's always very interesting. And I saw a picture of it. It was quite the sight because the picture was like a underneath shot of Messi trying to – or not trying, uh, standing at the corner for a corner kick. Uh, very interesting shot. It's a huge stadium that's just yeah, Camp New dead is massive. Um, second final drive of the week. They had the race of the century. Yes. The tortoise versus the hare. And the tortoise won. Uh, I'm not shocked. That's I, like I, that's I, just too good to be true. I mean, I, I learned the predictions of that when I was a little kid. I'm not shocked about that. Yeah. Like, it's just, it finally came true. Um, something a little bit more interesting than that. Western Michigan beats Buffalo in college football 71 to 68 in seven overtimes. Seven overtimes. And you know how college football goes, you got a master score. Like seven mm-hmm. overtime, and that's damn impressive. I still say the NFL should take up that OT. Like that that's come on. Like that OT real. is like the perfect way to do it. Yeah, definitely, definitely agreed with you there. By the way, it is not the highest scoring game. The highest scoring college football game of all time was Georgia Tech beat Cumberland College 222 to nothing. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Nashville Predators, um, for those of you that don't know, they are famous. They like to bring out their country stars to come and sing the national anthem at their games. It's a big event that they have. But what the Predators decided to do is they had like a American Idol where they decided to have a contest for someone to sing the national anthem during the game. And they chose to give all four finalists a spot and they will all sing it together at a Predators game coming up soon. So is that just for one game or is that one game? Okay. I mean that's a good idea. Um I mean I like I like that tradition that they're able to bring in country stars to sing the national anthem. I think that's pretty cool. Uh but this is also a good idea to get more uh, people involved. Jared Jackrick. Oh my god had probably the worst half-court heave, no, full-court chuck I've ever seen. He lost his talent to the Monstars for the Knicks. He goes to chuck it at the buzzer, does a full-court buzzer beater shot, puts it about 20 feet to the left and 15 rows deep. Like, the ball went out of the camera angle. Uh, unfortunately, the only it was the most pathetic attempt at a long ball I've ever seen. Like people were making jokes, like, "Oh yeah, don't the Browns need a quarterback?" Uh, un- the only unfortunate thing I think about that is uh, everyone was paying attention and it didn't hit an unsuspecting fan to lose his popcorn or his nachos or something. That yeah. would have been hilarious. I know for real, but I think that shot is just going to be a summary of not only uh, more so the Knicks season this year. I don't know if you saw it, but they're actually already putting out ads. Like, someone paid for New York Knicks ads on the subways advertising how much the Knicks are going to suck. Yes. Which I is hysterical. I, I believe that. Uh, Rick, why don't you give us a NASCAR playoff update? So, the NASCAR is in the round of 12, which is uh, they already finished the first race of three in this round uh, before they eliminate four more drivers before, uh, before the, uh, the next round. That I screwed up that word there, uh, but in the first race of the round, Martin Truex Jr. won the race uh, without any problems. Uh, the next race that's coming up is Talladega, which is one of my favorite tracks. Talladega Nights, baby! Oh yeah! And that uh, that's gonna be one of the best races of the playoffs, and uh, if not the whole NASCAR season. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. has already won there this year, and he's in the playoffs, and he needs. 
needs a playoff win pretty much to get through the next round. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking he'll show up big for that. Uh, I believe Denny Hamlin will also show up pretty big for that. Uh, and Keselow uh, Brad Keselowski and Dave uh, Ryan Blaney, both on the elimination break, they need to come up big for this race as well. Mom, I'm going fast. Um, Rick, just to interrupt you, the no, Devils no, no, no. 4-2, nice. a 3v5 shorthanded goal for the Devils, Gibbons. Nice. Beautiful. Um, speaking of small, so shorthanded there, Iceland officially becomes the smallest country to ever qualify for the World Cup, and good for them. They were the feel-good story of the Euro tournament um, two years ago. They're going to be my... It's great to see them back. They're going to be my pick for uh, the World Cup. Vi Viking clap. That's awesome to see. Viking clap, baby. Think about it. Their team, do their team coach is a part-time coach. His other part-time job is being a dentist. Really? And we give Bruce Arena millions of dollars and he doesn't qualify for the World Cup. Oh my god. Sorry. When, when we edit this, you better, for those random points that you get loud, you better edit it so, ah. like, so it goes down a little bit there. Alright, I'm not, I should be getting more emotional for this because all Rick and I, we talked about this last uh, episode. We came so close. Oh yes. Rick and I entered the Trenton Thunder, um, the pork roll eating contest, uh, the cornhole tournament. Winner got luxury box season tickets. And we lose in the finals. So sad, so sad. 21 to nothing. We are so, so happy they make us do a naked lap there. Yes. Naked run around the bases. But it was pretty funny because Rick and I are in the semifinals and we were playing this one guy and his girlfriend and we're sitting there just goofing off. And we're looking at the other semifinal happening next to us, and we're there. We're probably about five, six beers deep, just having a grand old time. And there's those guys, sober as anything, with, like, technique and form. Like, almost like if there was a professional cornhole league, that's what it looked like. Like, everything was on the board, on the board, on the board. I think the last time I played cornhole was last year at the cornhole eating contest. Yeah, the cornhole eating contest. Uh, pork roll. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, but yeah. God, <laughs> that's that's a sound clip right there. That'll definitely go on our one year anniversary. <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, I think that that was a uh, that was pretty rough. Uh, but at least we were looking over like, oh, well, at least we're gonna make it to the finals. Uh, I would have liked a consolation, like at least give me a sandwich or something. <laughs> yeah, right. We got nothing. It was like, okay, we lost. Fuck us. All right, well, we got cheap beer. But with that good episode uh hopefully everyone's ears will be okay after listening to this episode yeah hey i went to a concert friday night and my ears are still kind of ringing they're actually better now but i hope i don't make your ears ring till next week too <laughs> all right well with that i'm, I'm passionate <laughs> i'm rick i'm feds thank you have a good evening good night good morning whatever follow us on twitter at wide open underscore sports follow, follow us on soundcloud and itunes and yeah We'll see you next time. Bruce Arena is not my manager. Do you believe these guys are our future leaders in America? Thank you so very much for all the appreciation and all the great moments that we've experienced together. You stay classy. That's all, folks.